internet? Welcome to Film Theory, the show that proves to you that you don't need to be afraid of monsters in your closet, because the real world is filled with so, so much worse. Today we're talking about the Pixar classic Monsters, Inc. If you don't remember it, Monsters, Inc. isn't just the name of the movie, it's actually a power company that gets its electricity by harvesting energy from children's screams. The business model of this place is simple. Use a door portal to have a monster enter a child's bedroom through the closet, do something terrifying, and watch as the canisters of scream energy fill up. Except, as it turns out, their business model isn't working as well as it used to. Kids these days apparently are growing up too fast and losing their fear of monsters. Which is kind of a weird premise, isn't it? I mean, I get that children are the ones that are supposed to be scared of monsters, but if you think about it, the people who would be most disturbed by a monster coming out of their closet door would probably be the ones who don't believe in monsters in the first place, right? I mean, not only do you suddenly have this terrifying beast roaring at you, but heck, now your entire worldview has just been shattered in front of your eyes. I guess existential dread and questioning reality just doesn't pack the same punch as a blood-curdling scream, huh? Anyway, as we start our movie, business is bad at Monsters, Inc., and things are doubly bad for star employee James P. Sullivan, aka Sully, when one day he accidentally takes his work home with him. He's spending a late night at the factory when a human girl wanders through the door and into the monster realm. Boo causes quite a ruckus since, as it turns out, monsters are just as afraid of us as we are of them. Sully, with the help of his pal Mike Wazowski, works to return her home and along the way, Loki learns how to become a parent. Seriously, coming back to this movie now that I have a kid, there are so many scenes that hit differently, except for this one. Yeah, that moment when the two-year-old toddler looks Sully in the eyes with the expression that says it's time to locate the nearest restroom. Most fictional thing that happens in this movie. Forget door portals and monster companies. If you're getting that look from a two-year-old, it's already too late. Don't ask me how I know that. Animated hijinks ensue, and after foiling a plot to kidnap kids to farm screams out of them, which I totally overlooked the first time I watched this movie and is genuine nightmare fuel, we learn that kids' laughter is actually the thing that produces more energy than kids' screams. So in addition to saving the day for Boo, Mike and Sully actually save the day for Monsters, Inc. as well, whose new laughter-based business model not only leads to a happier world for little kids around the world, but also for the city of Monstropolis. But let's talk brass tacks here, alright? Finding out that laughter provides more energy than screams makes for a feel-good ending, but just how real is it? Like, what is Monstropolis really running on here? How could a scream-based energy system work? And is there an explanation for why laughter may just be more efficient. Well, believe it or not, but for as fictional as this world's rules might seem, I think I've actually cracked the mechanics of how this whole thing works. So step aside, Elon Musk. Here comes Elon Matpat to show the world our next green energy source, emotion. While the idea of screams and or laughter serving as a power source might seem fanciful, you might be surprised to find out that it actually squares with real-world science. Screams and laughter, like all sounds, are the result of energy-vibrating air particles, or any other material that the sound is traveling through. Those vibrating air particles are a form of kinetic energy. So if you have a device that's somehow able to capture that kinetic energy, you would actually be in business. And wouldn't you know it, you don't have to have a special engineering degree from Monsters University to figure this out. A group of 11th grade students at Philippine Science High School made headlines when they created their own proof of concept. A gadget that's like a speaker, but in reverse. Instead of taking electrical power and converting it into sound waves like your headphones do, 
they take sound waves and convert it into electrical power. They take sound waves to vibrate a magnet and coil system, which creates a flow of electrons. And not just a measly flow of electrons here, people. It's enough to power a 5-watt LED light bulb. Apparently, this idea won him a silver award at a big science convention, to which I say, silver? Are you kidding me? They generated electricity from sound. I mean, what did the gold medal winner do? Create nuclear fusion? Meanwhile, all the rest of us are making baking soda volcanoes. Anyway, this silver metal idea gives us a place to start when it comes to how screams and laughter can possibly provide energy. One thing that should be fairly obvious is that louder sounds provide more energy. Loudness, measured in decibels, is literally a measure of how intense the sound waves are, which directly correlates with how much energy they're carrying. Except it's here that we run into our first problem. Human laughter usually registers at about 65 decibels. Screaming registers at about 90. While that might not sound like that much of a difference, it's actually significant. The decibel scale that we use to measure the intensity of sound is logarithmic. I'll spare you all the math, but it basically means that a 90 decibel scream is actually 56 times more intense than a 65 decibel laugh. Not looking too good for laughter-based power there. Maybe the monster villains planning to kidnap the kids and strap them to chairs were onto something. Or maybe there's something else at work here. Maybe sound isn't the only thing being produced when you laugh or scream. These extreme emotions are experiences that engage our whole bodies after all. So we need to consider screams versus laughter as a whole metabolic experience. Luckily, real-world researchers have done a surprising amount of study on this exact topic. One found that laughter, in general, can burn anywhere between one and three calories per minute. But fear also does a fine job of kicking your metabolism into high gear. A separate study at the University of Westminster found that people watching horror movies were burning an average of 1.25 calories per minute from being in a heightened fear state. In fact, that 1.25 calories per minute burned from fear is actually a bit low because that was the average for the whole movie rather than periods of fear intense enough for a blood-curdling primal scream of terror. Which means that, yet again, screams have the slight advantage over laughs. But I feel like there's a big thing we're overlooking here. After all, we're shown in the prequel movie Monsters University that the monsters have the ability to access all sorts of locations in the human world, yet they choose to focus on children's bedrooms. Sure, screaming kids can hit a pretty high decibel level, but let's be honest, if the monsters only cared about harvesting energy from something really loud, they could just take a door that led to, like, a waterfall or an airport or something. Likewise, when it comes to burning calories, those one to three calories per minute is tiny. You want to harvest that much energy from the human world? You just grab a log and you burn it. You'll release 4,780 calories worth of energy, more than you'd get from thousands of minutes of terrified screaming. And a log ain't gonna fight back. Clearly, there's something else going on here, and I think the answer is neurochemical. Dopamine has historically been known as the brain's pleasure chemical, but that's a bit simple of an explanation. More recent research suggests that it's better described as the motivational chemical. It gives you the impulse that you really want to go out and do something. Studies show that playing video games actually doubles the levels of dopamine in your brain, which, fun fact, is about the same increase that you get from, um, how do I put this? Snogging very passionately. Single on Valentine's Day? No worries, friends. You have video games to keep you company. Your brain will be just as happy. The rest of your body... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
And wouldn't you know it, but activities known to increase dopamine levels in the brain include laughter, and surprisingly enough, screaming. In fact, the simple act of screaming by itself is enough to trigger a dopamine release, which means that all those companies selling scream therapy pillows actually have a little leg to stand on. This method of yelling to trigger a neurochemical release and relieve stress briefly became a popular therapeutic technique during the 1970s. I say briefly because as it turns out, the more you do it, the less effective at releasing dopamine it becomes. And there it is, my friends. That is our missing piece. That's the reason why Monsters, Inc. seems to be doing so poorly these days. Remember, their business model revolves around having a daily rotation of doors to kids' bedrooms that they repeatedly visit. And the more you keep scaring the same kids, the less dopamine each of their screams is gonna release. Kids these days, they just don't get scared like they used to. Yeah, Mr. Waternoose, you're right. You know why kids aren't getting scared like they used to? It's because the more you keep scaring them, the less effective their screams are. But you know what doesn't get less effective with repetition? Laughter. While the primal scream therapy technique is now falling out of favor, there's plenty of scientific research indicating that laughter does make for effective therapeutic treatment, releasing dopamine into your system. And unlike screams, whose effectiveness decreases with repetition, laughter may actually increase dopamine levels the more that you laugh. A study by researchers at the University Hospital of Zurich found that people with higher dopamine levels were more likely to laugh when exposed to humorous stimuli, and laughter led to higher dopamine levels in the future, thereby leading to a self-perpetuating cycle where the more you laugh and generate dopamine, the easier it becomes for your brain to laugh and generate more dopamine the next time you encounter something funny. In other words, you could not ask for a better and more sustainable source of energy than laughter. It really is the best medicine. The benefits of laughter are both short and long term, which is great news for me considering my addiction to whose line is it anyway. It's also great news for Monsters, Inc., who, by transitioning to laughter as a power source, have just found something a whole lot more effective and a whole lot more sustainable than harvesting screams. But hey, that's just a theory. A film theory. And cut.